Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. This is your host, Jessie Katz. I have a one-on-one conversation today with lady group love herself. That is Hannah Hooper of the band Group Love, who has a new album out. It's called Big Mess. And uh, that album actually came out the day after Hannah and I chatted at um, the Atlantic offices. So it was a little offsite adventure for Soul Sisters that day. We talked about how crazy life is. Um, It's kind of the big mess that they named their album after, but in all of the best ways. She uh, has a really good handle on the mess that is life. And uh, we got a little deep about it. So I think you'll enjoy this conversation with Hannah Hooper of Group Love. Hannah Hooper, what's going on? What's up? Welcome to Soul Sisters. Happy to be here. Um, By here, we are in your label's office. The head of our label's office. The head. Yes. He's probably going to come in like a couple times. Great. Yeah. He he should chime in if he does. Okay. I'll ask him some burning questions about you. He'll have very long-winded answers, but love him. We can edit it later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's the beauty. It's not live. That's right. But But unedited. We don't edit. We don't edit, guys. Oh. So you're getting the real deal. Yeah. (laughs) Good to know. But don't censor yourself either, please. I won't. I'm honestly um, just... I had a 4 a.m. wake up call today and we played Colbert last night. It's all very exciting. Then we did the Today Show today. Yeah, that's Who a knew? lot of stuff. Who knew you had a 4.50 a.m. sound check, which is like. <laughs> did you go to sleep? I did. I slept. Okay. What I, time did you go to bed? Um, How does a human being prepare their body for that kind of performance at that time? Um, you don't. I just don't think about things anymore. I just <laughs> I just go to bed. I'm so tired at the end of the day. It takes very little thought to go to bed. Okay, and then that's good. The alarm this morning, I. I hit it. I snoozed for eight minutes. Okay. And it was the best eight minutes. It was so good. Eight, like, did you wake up before the second alarm came on? No, like I or actually it was an set eight it for snooze. eight minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that was all you needed. No, to- I needed so much more, but that's all I actually could like. <laughs> that's all you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw the performance on the Today Show. It was great. Oh, cool. You guys looked like it was three in the afternoon. Right. Yeah. Then we did our job. You made it work. <laughs> it's actually funny because I think think right before they went to commercial we could hear you kind of sigh and say we did it (laughs) i I think i was hearing you say that yeah i think which was an amazing moment well okay this was we had this moment where they were like okay we've actually changed what's going to happen christian and hannah you're going to get mic'd up for an interview right before the song okay and i was like okay so we had two packs going on and then different sound things happening so Uh i literally went from this weird interview that suddenly like a minute 30 on TV sounds is really a long time. Yeah. Like to be asked anything. Right. right. I'm just like, dude, I just want to sing. Like, I don't want to. 
saying anything yeah. on TV. Because um, it's not like a podcast. You're supposed to be a little bit more concise on TV, I think. Yeah. People are like, tell me exactly what your album's about right now. Right. And you're like, uh, <laughs> In 10 words. Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But you feel like it went okay. I haven't watched it. Okay. I might never watch it. It's probably better that way. Yeah. 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 How'd it go on Colbert? How was that? Okay. So I would say... I think it went really well. Uh-huh. I watched it this morning on YouTube. Oh, you watched that one. Okay. I wore a hotel bathrobe from our hotel that we're staying at um, because I realized we basically flew Honolulu, Korea, Australia, Boston, and then came to New York. And my clothes are like, it looks what? looks like my suitcase is a garbage can. <laughs> we also have a one-year-old child with us. I mean, okay. this is just the life is... There's a lot of layers happening here. A lot of layers. No laundry really happening, too. And lots of shows, lots of sweating. Layers, no laundry. Lots of climate changes. Yeah. So it came, and everyone's like, yeah, dude, Colbert tomorrow. And I kept being like, yeah, Colbert tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I got to wear something and not look. So, And, you know, the option is, do I want to just be comfortable? Yes, always. But uh-huh. do I want to, you know, it's TV. You got to be a little ridiculous. Like, it's like television's so funny. So, uh-huh. uh, Have I, you done a lot of late night? We've done a lot. We've done like everything. Yeah. Except for Fallon. I'm Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's like a personal What's thing. up, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> and SNL, which is Oh, what is SNL, that the dream? The is that dream still is, the dream. Yeah. I think I'd totally faint though the moment that yeah. happens. But that is the dream. Um, if you could pick your host for the episode that you do of SNL, who would it be right now? Oh my god, that's a good question. I know it's hard it's hard to answer those questions when you've been up since four AM, but Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I'm I'm honestly not sure. I guess I just not Donald Trump. Yeah, okay. anyone <laughs> but like, Trump. <laughs> that's all I can think of. I like can't. I just like do not. Although, if he hosted that episode, everyone would watch. I know, but see, so. that is my. We're not going to talk about Trump because yeah, okay. I think we all everyone feels the same way. But it's just there's what is there been, to say anymore? Because I actually don't even want to talk about. I don't yeah, want to yeah. play into what's happening. Don't give him any time. Okay, yeah. moving Boom. on. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Colbert, you wore an actual bathrobe? I wore the hotel bathrobe. While you were performing? It was hanging in our room, and I was just looking at Christian, and I was like, you know what? That will be, it, there's a little humor in that, but actually it looked kind of like a mink on, and there was something <laughs> what like- What color was it? White, stark white, <laughs> the exact color they tell you not to wear on TV. <laughs> so I'd have like a meeting with the camera team, and it just felt funny, because I'm in this like oversized bathrobe. And you're trying and, to sell them on it. And they were like, you know what, just do it. <laughs> And and literally the brightest thing on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was great. That's awesome. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you're you're a pretty fashion forward person, and you put a lot of thought into that, and you have like lines that you've created and right. a whole Instagram thing. Has that changed at all since you've had a kid? Are you a little bit more like fuck it to the thought that you put into that? Well, it's funny because I'm in like I have crimped hair. I kind of look like a poodle right now, and I'm in full makeup, <laughs> yeah. but um. I've actually never really thought that much about fashion. Yeah. I kind of, um, I mean, I, I, my thing is always be comfortable and um, I kind of have a genderless style yeah. off stage. at least. I, I wear a lot of, Christian and I share most of our clothes. That's awesome. Which is awesome. So convenient. It is when you live this <laughs> way. I do a lot of like thrifting. I grew up in San Francisco, so I do a lot of thrifting. Uh-huh. But um, I guess like since I've had a kid, like if I have eyeliner on, it's a miracle day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So today this is crazy because I'm like. I'm Kim Kardashian. Right now. <laughs> is this leftover from the Today Show? Yeah, yeah. I feel, and you, I like feel it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You feel like, it on your face. I have freckles under here. <laughs> you <laughs> never know, guys, but I have freckles. Under this, yeah. I've seen the sun. Yeah, I think I think like um, having a baby just on every level has just simplified my life so much. It's just um, I wear what's in front of me. Yeah, and I um, 
you know I have my my real friends and my family it's like really just like there's no bullshit anymore yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. no time for it and I've heard that having a kid can make you better at your work because you don't have the time to just frivolously let waste like when you totally. have time to work you actually use that time yeah has that been your experience that that definitely has I think that um you know creativity is so selfish in this weird way you can't yeah. like be like I'm gonna be creative from five to seven while she's napping so true but I've been more creative since I've had a child yeah I think it's because I feel things in more yeah like specific time frames <laughs> okay <laughs> like, not like like I'm like when she takes a nap I feel things no because yeah. I'm I am concerned about her you know she's starting to crawl and stuff so there's a lot of like it's just I'm I'm worried about someone else now. It's not so you don't realize how like self-involved we mm-hmm, all are until mm-hmm. you have a child, and it's really not about it's not about you. It's not about me anymore. Right. You're like I haven't thought about myself in ten hours. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know if I've taken one breath. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you guys wrote the new album after she was born, right? Yeah. No, we actually wrote it during the whole pregnancy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Do you guys write everything together? You we Christian? do. We write, and we write uh, the band writes together too. You so do? Okay. this this album really has a nice like ebb and flow between personal writing yeah. and then writing like through jams and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But how does that work when you two live together, but the whole band doesn't live together? Right. Correct? So we, a lot of the time, I mean, it's just, it, it depends on the song, but, um, like, are they ever like, guys, don't do anything until we're all together. No, <laughs> like, I think save that, it. Cause a lot of the songs, it's actually bizarre the way this works, but Christian and I write, um, kind of sad music together, but like more beautiful, okay. you mm-hmm. know, more, um, and then when we bring it to the band, you know, once you add drums and bass and there's an energy that's kind of anthemic. Okay, yeah. And, and the music takes on a whole new thing. So the fact that we've been labeled this, like, happy, like, Southern California sunny band, yeah. Christian <laughs> and I are like, that's sort of funny. <laughs> we probably wrote 40 songs for this album. Wow. And then we 11 Whittled of them. down to 11, yeah. okay. Yeah. So where do those other songs go? Well, we uh, we have some that are if you pre-order our album, I'm uh-huh. such a salesman. If you pre-order our album before September 9th, uh-huh. you can get um, a secret song we wrote. Okay, and then it's kind of sad; it disappears after that if you don't pre-order. Yeah, because this podcast won't post until after. Okay, so then you didn't get the song, I guess. Get- <laughs> Sorry, Electric guys. Shock. We are going to do some secret stuff with our extra music. Like yeah. it's not going to disappear. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, it's true. Like a lot of your lyrics on the songs that I've heard so far from the new album are deep, introspective, looking at your life, looking at the life of your child kind of stuff. But then I see you guys perform it or I watch your videos and it's like full of energy and life and it's exciting. Yeah. It's not brooding like it could seem if you just read it on the page. Right. So that makes sense when you say the band adds a whole nother flavor to it. Well, there's also there's just this total difference for us all between writing and performing and yeah and the song takes on a totally different form like it actually it, I think different stages throughout an album cycle a song can go from meaning one thing to meaning something especially if a song catches on with an audience you suddenly realize oh my gosh and you get all these emails and letters and things like this song helps someone through all these things you know yeah. graduation or death or change and and then the song means something else for you and right yeah when you're writing a song Let's say you're writing some lyrics and probably in your mind, let's say they're about your daughter. Yeah. But then at a certain point, do you intentionally turn that a little bit so that it can have a broader meaning? Because I'm listening to some of your songs and I'm like, okay, in this part, it sounds like they're definitely singing about their baby. Oh, but you could also be singing about a girlfriend or a friend or and I'm wondering like how that evolves through the songwriting process. 
Yeah, I get asked a lot, like, has has writing songs changed since you've had, like, a hit or something and you've oh, experienced, okay. you know? So uh-huh. And I honestly, for all, like, whether I'm painting or writing or, you know, anything, I, it never, I never think about anyone but, like, this subconscious thing that I can't even, I don't even yeah. know where it's coming from. Yeah, so yeah. it never is, nothing changes for any reason to make it, Got like. It. It's, it's never that conscious. We had this, like bonus track I guess on our last album called Beans on Pizza that mm-hmm. I honestly wish I thought more about the lyrics because the song the <laughs> melody is so epic yeah but the lyrics are so ridiculous that it never it never really got to a place I wanted to but it felt like emotionally and melodically it felt bigger than the lyrics were like why are you putting beans on my pizza and I was like damn it like I really should have thought this one out more Christian and I really just like stoning out there <laughs> Yeah, but I'm sure there are fans of yours who love turn it. that into a huge metaphor. Oh, they love it. Yeah. They, and, and you know, and I learned actually that um, the Beatles song Yesterday uh-huh. was originally Scrambled Eggs. Really? I never heard that. And it took that. a while for them to figure out, put, you know, That's yesterday. funny. Is that the one that Paul heard in a dream? Maybe. I think that was Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He heard the melody. That was and, the story in a dream. Yeah. yeah so that makes that, sense. Yeah. Then he was like, well, I got to throw some bullshit lyrics yeah, on there. Totally. Yeah. Scrambled Eggs. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think I read once that John wrote I Am the Walrus because he had an English teacher that he wanted to antagonize. So he was like, I'm just going to write some words that make absolutely no fucking sense. But then it becomes this epic song that people have so so much into. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, totally. That's Which I guess goes to prove, I don't know. I mean, that's the whole thing about art. It's all just what you're projecting on it anyway. Yeah, that's what. Right. That's definitely why I'm an artist. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, are you someone who refuses to interpret the meaning of your own lyrics because you want people to do that for themselves? Or will you talk about that? No, I can talk about like, you know, there's always a catalyst for something, whether Mm -hmm. it's kind of subconscious or not. I I, I have like an inkling of where it came from, whether it was like an event or actually it was something that, I, you know, we sat down and wrote or whatever. But um, I do completely embrace the fact that things evolve and then it changes for me too like colors is not the song that it was when I first heard it Christian wrote that song and with what it is now when we're playing it live it's like yeah. that's everyone's song now for me that's, right right, yeah, right that's like that's not our song anymore yeah. <laughs> that's someone else's song it's the world's song yeah does that song get the biggest crowd reaction or what I would think, you say I mean it depends it? on you know um, in Australia, uh-huh. I feel like Borderlines and Aliens. I don't know if you know that song, but yeah. that got, and I really wanted that to be a single on our last album uh-huh. in the States, but I think it was too like heavy. <laughs> but that got the biggest um, like reaction at our last show in really? Australia. Yeah, that was exciting. Okay. It's different kind of everywhere. I mean, Tongue Tied gets a lot of, gets a lot of love. That yeah. song. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Do you think it's because of like what song made it biggest on the radio in that part of the world? I think, I think it's, I also think, you know, there's something that song, I mean, there's been a lot of people's like wedding songs and graduation songs. And I think yeah. there's something kind of, uh, I'm not timeless for people. I mean, it's like it, it represents like a specific time in their mm-hmm, life. That's mm-hmm. so like anthemic and right. that song has become that. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool to know that your songs are being it's a, are attached you to it's, insane memories like that. I'm like talking and I still, I have to say, honestly, I, mm-hmm. unless I'm on stage half the time, I don't even realize I'm talking about us. Like yeah. it's so... <laughs> This is such a dream come true that it's like actually doesn't seem real a lot of the time. Yeah. And uh, what year did you guys form officially? 2008. Okay. And I'm not even sure if that's correct, but I want to say that. <laughs> so under 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. a lot has happened. <laughs> but like I've been, I was trying to be, I was living in New York and trying to be a painter like my whole life. Yeah. That's really what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. then I met Christian and we like smoked a joint. Next thing I you know, I'm in a band. But it's crazy. 
It is crazy, but it's crazy that um, by doing something so effortless, it's worked because I think people respond to the fact we're not, we're actually just being ourselves and we're writing about ourselves and there's an honesty there that people are responding to. So then what kind of advice do you give to people who ask you, like, how do I make it like you made it? Because it is one of those things where everyone has a completely different story. I know. But but there's got to be some, like, some lesson you've learned from that that you could impart then. It's hard because it's like timing is definitely this crazy thing in life that yeah. you can't control. But what you can control is honesty. And, like, being honest means taking risks and being okay to change and to grow and to be like you know what that might have been honest at this stage of my life but I have changed now so I have a new sound or a new style and Mm -hmm. to embrace that and to always like for me it's always take a chance because that always pushes me to a place whether it's a mistake or not it pushes me to a place um, to be creative or to like be introspective or do, do to be something but it's a redundancy that's kind of stagnate stagnant stagnating 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 yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah. So just that's to take, good. just to try, and you know, if you're a musician, it's just like do those things that you don't want to do, like play those shitty small rooms, and well, do the work, do the work, let people talk over your music, and just get. You will find that person. The more you do, it, it really is just doing it. Mm-hmm. So you can't plan and prepare. It's just doing it. Yeah. Can you? you've probably talked about this ad nauseum, but for people who don't know, because not everyone does, can you just tell us a little bit about the artist retreat in Greece and how that happened exactly? And then, because from that, I want you to explain for us, if you can, what it's like being a woman in a band with four guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Greece. Yes. I um, met Christian in New York when Mm -hmm. my friend, I was in painting for the solo my first solo show and my friend was like dude you're losing your mind I'm gonna come take you to show this I got you got to see this band Aloke yeah. okay so I went to this bar totally against my will and Christian was singing he was the lead of this hardcore band and I literally fell in love with him at first sight um, and I'm planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Not someone, I'm not like a that kind of girl yeah and I was a little caught off guard and I waited after the show like fanned out so hard <laughs> and we ended up hanging out all night like ate pizza listen to mixtapes in his car did you guys know somebody in common we had my studio mate who he knew both of us okay and um yeah so, so you at least had someone we had this to yeah make and, an introduction but I never heard about him like okay. I, there was just so we had the intro um and we like hung out the sun came up you know and I was just like 
Seriously, like, oh my So you're one of those people that everyone hates because you have that perfect I know, love at but first this has story. never <laughs> happened to me. I want, like, I am the girl that was always single or had the horrible relationship. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't, I didn't even believe in love, to be honest. So mm-hmm. to feel this for the first time was crazy. And literally two days later, Andrew Wesson, who's our guitar player, his brother, this is where it gets confusing. He came to my <laughs> studio and invited me to go to a residency in Greece. Okay. He, was, he was funding a residency in Greece with this other guy. And, um, He's like, you can come there and paint all summer. There's gonna be a bunch of artists. And so you were going as a painter, not a musician. No, as a painter. Yeah. Never even crossed my mind to ever be a musician. Okay. <laughs> and I just said, hey, I just met somebody who um, could be potentially the one. Is there any way I can bring him to Greece? And he was like, dude, if he makes art, I don't see why not. And so then I was like, I haven't even made out with this guy. I'm about to invite him to go to residency with me in Greece. You didn't make out that first night? No, we didn't make out. We had the next okay. night. Okay, fine. good. But we basically, I mean, we went like not knowing. So anyway, I call Christian and yeah. he, there was like this weird, you know, silence that was probably a lot longer to me than it really was. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's go to Greece. So next thing I know, we're on a plane. I felt like I was going to throw up for like 10 hours. <laughs> I was like, what are you, like all the risks that I took were not, they were just it's not me. So out of character. So this is what I'm saying. Take risks. Like, yep. just live that movie because that is your, that can be your life. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. so we went to Greece and we met the other guys. Um, we met Andrew, who's our guitar player. His brother is one who, you know, is part of the residency. Uh-huh. Uh, Ryan, our drummer, and our old bass player, Sean. And we all met and we just hit it off as friends. And people were, all, Friday nights, we, everyone would gather and either play their own songs for people. I would show my work with other painters. And uh-huh. it was just this, like, cool vibe. And then I went out to L.A. with Christian. Um, after Greece, we had no apartments in New York. We had no money. <laughs> but we we got enough money together to get to L.A. And okay. we moved in with Ryan's parents. And we just were going to record some songs. And yeah. that's that's really how the band started. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And now Dan, our new bass player, is amazing. Um, we just recently met him through this band, Manchester Orchestra, who okay. I'm looking at in a photograph. <laughs> and he's, he's insane. He's an amazing guy. Awesome. So what has that dynamic been like for you I mean not just the man woman thing right but I imagine it must feel like a family at this point right yeah how long did it take for that feeling to gel I guess um I mean the amazing thing about performing with these guys is we Mm -hmm. have like a secret that it's like we we have a relationship kind of beyond words on stage that Uh you we can't talk about it's like doesn't make any sense so there's a closeness in this abstract world that um that we all have that's it's like beyond gender it's beyond you know it's just like art and that's amazing so that happened probably after our like 15th show when I finally like calmed down and was like (laughs) okay we're doing this I wore a mask at our first few shows really I I couldn't even well that says it all doesn't it yeah I mean I like like the most obvious (laughs) metaphor yeah I was just like I'm wearing a mask until someone (laughs) thought I was a burn victim and then I stopped wearing it that's literally what happened. Um, They're like, all the reviews are focused on your alleged scars. Totally. On your face. So cool. you're distracting from the music. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we are, I mean, we've always been really close. And then obviously, you know, we're human. So we get on each other's nerves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's, we, we're always together and stuff. But uh-huh. there's, we're, you know, I realized during our time off that I so desperately needed that they are my best friends. And yeah. like, as much as I fight it, they're like, we're kind of each other's everything. So, what was it? You guys were touring for like six years or something. Six years nonstop, and then we when we stopped to record "Never Trust a Happy Song," um, I mean, spreading rumors, we went right into a house and moved in all together. So <laughs> it was like 
It was everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Is there a de facto leader among you? I mean, I think that everyone has their own role for a different reason, which is what's yeah. great. You know, right. I'm. What, what's your role? I mean, I guess I'm like, people come to me for style questions. Okay. I'm uh, for relationship questions. Uh-huh. Um, you know. So that's that's interesting because that's kind of gendered. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. yeah. I, I give good advice. Yeah. You know, I also like um, on a certain level, we're all such close friends that we forget sometimes when we're doing interviews and things that we say we're all like joking with each other. So we say things we don't mean. And then that gets written up and it's like, ugh, the kooky the yeah. man. But like, <laughs> you know, so that's like a new thing I've been working on. Like there's it's our third album. I'm like we want We need to know sometimes what we want to say. Yeah. Right. It's like we don't. We still don't really. We still don't talk about it, but we know inside there's things we want to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christian is like the uh, cathartic, intense artist. Like mm-hmm. he he kind of brings us all back down to that. Whenever you know, we get overwhelmed by all the other stuff that doesn't have to do with the art. He brings us back there. Right. And Ryan, who's our you know drummer producer, and he's just he's just a silly guy. He's always like keeps us laughing. Yeah. I don't know. Do you remember that movie That Thing You Do? Yeah. I find that in bands that have about the same number of people, people often break down in those archetypes. It's like you just describe yourself as the Liv Tyler. Totally. And Christian is the Jonathan Sheck. And um, I think Steve Zahn, no, he was the bass player in that thing you do. But anyway, but the yeah, drummer's like often that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah well, actually, drummers, it's interesting. I've been learning that they have similar, like, Brian's a little OCD and he like crowd surfs and then immediately takes like 12 showers. <laughs> like it's pretty hilarious. And is that a drummer thing? I think the it OCD? is. I think it is. And then Andrew. Does that come in handy with keeping time? Probably. Yeah. Oh my. He's, we're not even going to get into that. Are we? <laughs> Brian, you listen podcast. to this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of whatever. I mean, Andrew's like, um, he's like a crazy old man. He like, he can talk your ear off about the most interesting things, but he's also an amazing surfer uh-huh. and just, he's a vibe guy too. Yeah. And then Dan is like, Dan is our moral standards. I feel like he's just, he's always, he kind of like, I can look at him and know what's right, like what the right thing to do is. Okay, that's good. Yeah. It's good to have that around. It's just a really good group of people. Yeah. And we have an amazing crew too. Like people forget that bands are, they don't even function without their crew. Uh-huh. Sound engineers, totally. monitor people, and it just goes on forever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you guys got pregnant, did you have to break it carefully to the band? I think they thought we were quitting when yeah. we called them, you right. know? And I like was, before you told them you were pregnant, they thought it was a quitting think, call? Yeah, and then when then I think we said we were pregnant, then I still feel like we are pregnant. I still never know how to say, like, we are pregnant, yeah. I'm pregnant. Because I definitely was pregnant. <laughs> right. Actually, Christian got a little pregnant with me. Yeah. He got, like, 10 pounds that, pregnant. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It was important. He went there with you. He needed to. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the band, I think they were, you know, they were excited. It's such a... I was the first person they like knew closely to ever get pregnant. So oh, really? It was. So that's that's intense. Yeah, it was I mean, in- I remember the first close friend of mine to get pregnant. I felt very much in that pregnancy. Yeah, it's intense because yeah. it's like very, um, like primitive. Exactly. It's a crazy like the world has developed so much, but pregnancy has not changed at all. It's like finding out someone you love is ill, except <laughs> it's not bad. But yeah. but it's it's kind of some of those feelings. Yeah, it like is. This You're thing like, is happening to them, and you can't totally understand it. You want to sympathize, but yeah. you don't know how to help them. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. lucky that I felt like I was on ecstasy for nine months. Did you? I was oh, so like you had a good one. I was like, I think I was like the smiliest. Then I was group love, like all the stereotypes of our band. I was like, Joy, just, yeah. just bring pizza over. We're just going to hang. Like I felt fine the whole time. Yeah, that's great. 
except for my clankles. Like oh. by the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> you were ready for those to go. Yeah. 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 Why did the guys think that you guys might be leaving when you called them? I think it was just, you know, it was really quickly after we d- decided to take a break from, or just chill from the band. And yeah, we yeah. call them, we're like, hey, guys, um, how you guys doing? And I was just nervous to, like, tell them. It was, like, yeah. felt very, like, adult for us. I mean, right. we... Part of the thing that um, I think we're, Chris and I, I mean, the whole band, we all, and being an artist in general, you get to kind of Peter Pan life. You get to get stay in this place that you find creative and, you know, there's that youthful energy or whatever. And yeah. this was, this is like serious. I mean, you're pregnant, you're bringing another person into the world. Totally. And I realized I haven't really changed that much, which is, I mean, the real parts of me haven't changed. Like now. Yeah. As you so, sit here. So okay. everyone should get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. It's just a lot of work, but just do it. Yeah. I mean, when people get pregnant, they're like, oh my God, I'm not ready. And it's like, well, when, how would you ever be ready? You have nine months to get ready. But to do it. Yeah. 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 It's the only prep you can have. The pregnancy is the easy part. No one talks about after pregnancy. Everyone's like, okay, so the first three months you might feel nauseous and like use this stretch mark cream and all this stuff. Yeah. It's not, that's not the part you need. That's the least of it. Yeah. That's not what you need to know about. Yeah. Well, okay. So you guys are going back on a huge world tour you're on it yeah yeah and now you have a baby in tow yep so is it kind of the same mold but i presume you have someone to help you watch the kid we have an amazing nanny it is um maybe a little less drinking way less drinking (laughs) do not have a hangover with a child that is like the worst yeah um no it's totally different because i feel like i there's something just as exciting off stage now like this oh that's cool you know it's really cool yeah even though she's asleep I mean, but just but, to look at her. Yeah, she's amazing, and, and I'm just like re-experiencing life in this way that like we we've been like discovering playgrounds in New York while we're here, you know, like taking her on the swings mm-hmm. and just like she. I mean, she's like shadows are fascinating to her right now. So I'm looking at the world, and as a painter, I'm like, oh right, that's cool. Lighting and like shade and depth and all these things that she's crawling and she's just starting to stand up. So now I'm appreciating the fact that I can stand. It's that's awesome. <laughs> basics. Do you still paint? I mean, I did our album cover, which is right there. And uh, that's actually a section. Uh, that's like the most abstract thing I've ever painted. But um, Roy is holding up the album cover. Yeah. I'll narrate since this is audio only. Six fingers. I feel like subconsciously that might be the band and Willa. Oh, I like Willa. that. But uh, um, I do I, I do a lot of drawing. I keep journals. Yeah. Yeah, which I like should never lose because I actually realize I'm so emo and I only write in them when I'm like upset. Of, oh, Yes. What is that? So if anyone found it, it would just be like, she must hate her life. To look back at my childhood diary, I've like wondered, was I abused and I don't remember it? Like, why is it so sad? And I have to tell myself, because, yeah, if you're happy, you're not going to waste your time with that. Yeah. Yeah. I really do want to like consciously write some good, like, you know, like posy entries. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you put it into your songwriting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, So how does it, how does it feel with, with the album coming out? It's really it's exciting. A few days away. You know, it's weird. We're, um, I guess we're premiering the album at Sonos okay. on, on Thursday. Uh-huh. And uh, the idea is, I don't even know if I'm supposed to, I don't care. The idea well, is. Well, this will yeah, come out after that. Is that like fans and people can go and listen to the album and then we'll walk through and like say hi to people while the album's playing. Um, I have this. While like, it's playing. Yeah. I'm that not, sounds terrifying I'm not going to show up, first of all. <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there now. I'm not going to show up till the album's done and uh-huh. everyone's. <laughs> Because I think I have to show up contractually, yeah, yeah. right. but uh, I used to never go to my art openings because I just didn't like. I I know how I feel about it, and I'm very proud, but I don't need to. It's like 
I want to see people respond to it when I'm on stage, but yeah. I don't need to watch people like maybe look at their phone or check out their Insta or like, yeah. like I'll be so sensitive to that. I don't need to, mm-hmm. I don't need to feel that in addition to the album being released. But aside yeah. from that, I'm really excited. Yeah. Like, what do you imagine, like what scene do you imagine your fans listening to your music in? I mean, there's always like the shaggy carpet, record player, you know, headphones. Yeah, yeah. That's like the dream like for upstairs. you. Upstairs. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's car rides. Or there's kind of, it just, I like the idea of headphones. There's something about taking it in mm-hmm. first time kind of privately. And then the idea that you slowly find the right occasion to share it with friends. And then that's totally. the way people pass music on. But Yeah. Is there a way that people consume music now that makes you cringe a little bit? I mean, this is the the time of singles, you know, yeah. and that is, um, it's a weird way to get to know a band because mm-hmm. you get to know such a, you know, that's like a sliver, just a little sliver, just yeah. a little. And I'm, we, Chris and I like collect records and like, like listen to them. Yeah, front, you know, it's a full piece. Like somebody, hopefully, thought of it as a one beautiful piece in the artwork and the inside, and like right. we took time to. We really care about the whole piece, and you know what. If people like just one song of ours and that's you know that's still awesome that's crazy that we have a song that's getting out there to people but sure i definitely listen to music like a i'll listen to a whole album yeah well i'm glad that that hasn't affected the way that you make your music or put it together i don't even know how to talk about like streaming and stuff it's so abstract yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's the catch right it's more people discover you that way i just had i'll tell you this i just had this thing yeah I decided to start running again like two weeks ago and I went down to this gym in our hotel uh-huh. and I was just so excited to listen to just like this Pixies playlist I made and I <laughs> pressed play and it was like, you are not connected to the internet. Like everything was up in my cloud, I guess. So I like <laughs> couldn't even access my own music even though I bought it and uh-huh. it was like in my phone and I just didn't run. I just like went up to my room. Really? Yeah, I was so pissed. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, and imagine when that cloud goes away which it could because no one understands what it is and yeah. who knows where's my music yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta get the vinyl guys i know a mini vinyl for your phone oh you imagine i run with like a vinyl like with it be amazing yeah that'd be yeah. <laughs> yeah that that would be the height of hipsterism i know i'm sure it's just around the corner <sighs> if you do move back to new york yeah tempting that that might be happening by the time you come back tempting yeah wait where do you live in new york or am I, I supposed l- to give that away so people stalk you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I mean, I'll know I did something right if I finally have stalkers. Uh, I live in Bushwick. Oh, cool. We lived so, in Bed-Stuy. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Neighbors. Uh, yeah. It's weird because when I left New York in 2009, that area, well, Bushwick was nothing. And even Williamsburg was still kind of like, yeah, it's, it's fine. But like, it's not pretty. It's not yeah. cute. Because I used to live in Park Slope. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. We're in Borham Hill right now. Oh, are it's you? It's like... I'm like, can I just buy a brownstone and live here? Brownstone, Brooklyn is, yeah, I know. So you have to be, people don't understand this. You don't like haven't lived in New York, but you have to be like a billionaire to live like that. It's insane. Seriously. Yeah. I know. And I think Brooklyn now is more expensive than Manhattan, which is. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you have a few successful albums under your belt. Knock on wood. This will be the third one. So so you can come on back. Rural Brooklyn for a while. Studio apartment with a baby. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the romantic artist dream with your paintings all over. Totally. Yeah, I I definitely did that. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, it is time to send you back on your way, which hopefully means a nap. Is that possible in your life these days? I think we'll be napping at bedtime, but. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, eventually.
This was fun talking. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. I appreciate it. Thank Have you. fun on tour. Good luck with the album. Big mess, guys. Check it out. Now that this episode is posting, it's out, so you can have it right this second. Get it. Get it. Buy it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Lee. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.